Welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University. This is poet Douglas Kearney, reading from his work at the event Young African American Poets, a Celebration of New Writing, co-sponsored by the Yale Collection of American Literature Reading Series and New Ideas in African American Studies on October 28, 2008. The poet is introduced by Nancy Cool, curator of the Yale Collection of American Literature at the Beinecke Rare Book and Manuscript Library. Douglas Kearney is an LA-based poet, performer, librettist, and teacher. He received an MFA from CalArts, where he currently teaches African American studies. Fearsome, his first full-length collection of poetry was published by Red Hen Press in 2006. His second book, The Black Automaton, was just selected by Catherine Wagner as a winner of the National Poetry Series and will be published by Fence Books next year. By its very title, Fearsome, which those of you who haven't seen the book, it's fear, comma, some, announces Kearney's tendency toward dark humor, razor-sharp turns of phrase, double-edged puns. But in Kearney's work, we never forget that, as the poet himself has put it, quote, the trickster troubles things out of a kind of hunger. Kearney's is a poetry of overlapping speech, conflicting tropes, and graphic textual experimentation. There is here muscular language, a fraught lyricism laced with tense laughter. There is also tenderness, grief, and a searching and serious intellect at work. At work excuse me. Please join me in welcoming Douglas Kearney. Thank you for the beautiful introduction. That's always, I mean, the first time I read from Fearsome and I had an introduction, I was like, oh my God, that's so lovely um, that people think about your work. And, and I'm happy to be here because, you know, it takes people like you to bring poets to everyone. Um, I'm gonna read a poem I like to open with um, called The Chitlin Circuit. Um, for those of you who don't know, and I'm, and I'm, I'm grateful to Ahmad for doing so much of the explanation ahead of time, um, so I'm just going to kind of jump on his back. But think about all that we heard about performance, um, and now imagine the Chitlin Circuit as the route that African-American performers use to perform in front of other African-Americans. If you're aware of the uh, filmmaker Tyler Perry, um, before Oprah kind of went ping, and suddenly he's got shows on television, he was pretty much doing his shows on the Chitlin circuit. <clears throat> nigga shines, nigga shines, nickel apiece. Nigga shines, nigga shines, five cent each. Nigga shines, nigga shines, nickel apiece. Nigga shines, nigga shines, five cent each. Indiana, Bama, Zori. Pennsylvania, Iowa, Minnesota, Kansas City, Dakota, Texas, Adornia, Nebraska, Kentucky Land, New York, La Highlanders, Wisconsin, Indiana, Georgia, the Michiganians, boot shape train, shimmy tracks, bruise train blacks, shimmy shake, brute ape blacks, shimmy brains, boot shape train, shimmy tracks, blues axe paint, shimmy rage, bruise stain stage, shimmy space, boot shape train, shimmy tracks, bruise train blacks, shimmy shake, brute ape blacks, shimmy brains, boot shape train, shimmy tracks, blues axe paint, shimmy rage, bruise stain stage, shimmy space, boot shape train, shimmy tracks, blues axe paint, shimmy rage, bruise train blacks, shimmy shake, Brute ape blacks, shimmy brains, boot shape train, shimmy tracks, blue sex paint, shimmy rage, bruise stain stage, shimmy space, boot shape train, shimmy tracks, bruise train blacks, shimmy shake, brute ape blacks, shimmy brains, niggas on niggas on nickel apiece, niggas on niggas on five cent each, niggas on niggas on nickel apiece, niggas on niggas on five cent each. Thank you. 
The next poem I'm gonna read is uh, the first poem in the second book, The Black Automaton. It's called Recycling the City. <clears throat> Was a time I would eat anything torn from my body as a city recycles its bricks after trauma. So I would eat the bitter black things, those brittle wound stones. Was a time torn, I'd eat anything from my body, those pulpy whorls of bark. A city recycles gypsum after trauma. I'd eat anything, pale crescents torn, those moorless swords. After, a city recycles green things from my body, those rotting gems, those sour gray things, wasted clay. City, after trauma, recycles its iron, those bones torn from a city as though a body, those swords and bones, gypsum, gems. Trauma, a torn time recycled, a body as a city torn into a thing. I'm from Los Angeles, and um, I was in high school when the uh, LA riots took place, or LA rebellion, depending upon your politics. Um, that night, I had choir rehearsal at the uh, Lutheran church that I'd grown up as a member of, and my family was the only black family at that Lutheran church. Um, so this poem takes place that night. City with fire and a choir at rest. How LA burned and the people split, dropped, on either side of a camcorder, liquor store, desert eagle, highway, siren. I found myself in the choir loft among white men and white women, sopranos, basses, Jesus leapt out nobody's mouth, and I sat to eat the fistful of songs I was given. April, sunset, the goddamned silence was fuel. I wanted to write like a lot of poets, and I mean, you know, just in terms of uh, to respond to Katrina, um, but I wanted to figure out how I could um, enter that space, um, not being from there and not having any immediate family there. And so I wanted to try to take a tack where I would think, who benefited from Katrina? Who could benefit from that kind of neglect and uh, just cruelty? Um, and I thought to myself, animals. Animals could benefit. Only animals could benefit from Hurricane Katrina. So I wrote a series of songs called Flood Songs each um, from the perspective of a different animal. The first, flood song number four, mosquitoes drinking ditty. Drink every hour, next up this hour, and every hour after was born down in the river. There's enough to go around. Drink every hour, next on the hour, and ever hours after was browned in, in the river. There is not to go aground. Drink every hour, neck up the shower, and ne'er a shallow after was born down by a river. There's enough to go around. Drink every hour, next up this hour, and every area rafter down pour upon the river. There's sea love to go ground. Drink carry hours, messed up the sour and devil Riso's laughter were burned down by the river air enough to go around drink air is nixed or up the ebony land is air hereafter drown morsels bite the survivors go around they are enough flood song six bullfrogs liturgy of the eucharist the offering to each below the above 
to each out, the in, to each never, ever. The consecration. By my heart of trembling mud, my blood of falling sand, my mind of teeming fens, my hands of molding stones, my bones of melting song, my tongue of humming ghosts, my throat of burning eggs, my legs of diving wings, my lungs of rain, this ruin, too, is will. The communion, this flesh, serpents, this flesh, fishes, this flesh, rodents, this skin is nowhere, the insides everywhere, out. Benediction. Go home, though it is death. At home, you shall find your service. This, too, is will. Flood Song 7, Gull's Mad Song. Ocean is a coming in, loudly sang the walker, the pouring wind, the tearing rain, and roofs beneath the river, sang walker. Fishes in the cradle, babies in the stew. If I had wings or just one wish, I'd climb the air with you. Walker, walker, how sang he, sang he, how he sang, he sang. Um, I'm going to do one more poem from uh, the Black Automaton, and then I'll dip back and do some other things. Um, this next poem, uh, because I've been talking about water, why not, um, is a peppy poem about the Middle Passage. Now, for those of you who uh, are not aware of what the Middle Passage is, there's probably no one in this room, but just in case, um, the Middle Passage was the name of the route that um, uh, slave traders used to transport Africans to the New World. Here, um, just a couple little things before I begin. Um, let's see, sharks. Okay, how many people here have ever fed pigeons in a park? All right, or been to a park where they feed pigeons. Well, animals are smart, right? So they go where there's easy food. And it's no different with sharks, who are also very smart. And there are historical accounts of sharks pursuing the ships that were along the Middle Passage. Because if you've got a bunch of humans and you're transporting them like IKEA bookshelves, and one of them gets sick, that germ will pass around the hole where they're all kept. So you have to get rid of those people before they infect the rest of the people and thus eliminate your investment. So oftentimes, um, Africans were tossed off of these ships. Some jumped willingly, as they would rather not go into what they did not know they were going into. Um, so that's important to know for this poem, that there are sharks following ships like pigeons. And the last thing I wanted to say is there's a few po things that I sample for this poem. Uh, one is Parliament. One is The Little Mermaid by Disney. One is uh, T.S. Eliot, and the other is Robert Hayden. And this poem is called Swim Chant for Nigger Merfolk, an aqua boogie set in lapis. Never learn to swim, but me show can dive. Over million shipped, wow wow. Over million shipped, wow wow. Let your fish bones slip, woman. 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 Make a wish, ye black fish. Make a feed, be black bleed. There's company coming, coming. Hammerheads, hammers, head to ham, or head till hammers fed. Oh, there's company knocking, knocking. Great white jaw. Ah, oh, great white. Jaw, jaw, juju, no, 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 no. There's company dining, dining. 
Duppy Guppy say stay we in Azure Amber. Can't remember, can't remember. Oh, they's company, hain'tin, hain'tin. And all about was a darkening cloud and the gullets filled of brine and kine. Cattle, chattel, charnel channel of a deep blue. See all about that darkening cloud and the gullets full of water and the gullets full of slaughter. Assault, assault, oh, charnel channel of a deep blue sea. Poseidon slides his foaming shroud, assured no one will see. Just look at the world around you, right here on the ocean floor. Such wonderful things around you, what more is you looking for? So sang a pair of ragged claws scuttling across the flow of silent seas. Oh, ye nigger merfolk. A love song for song lovers, it'll all be fin. Fine? Fin Attention, nigger mermaids, mermen and merninnies, chain like hooked and sink sardinnies. Do not bleed in the sea. The stains won't wash out. We ain't responsible for your mess. Much abilged the management voyage through. They's company, haintin', haintin', can't remember, can't remember. Oh, they's company, haintin', haintin', the stains won't wash out. I'm going to do a, a few more um, from the book, Fearsome. Um, this first, I'm going to do a couple about um, kind of family. I grew up in Altadena, California, which is sort of north uh, east of Los Angeles. If you ever see the Rose Bowl and the Rose Parade on New Year's Day, we're just north of Pasadena. Alameda Street for Deshaun Eric, Dallas, Jerome, and Oh, and one more thing. I, I, would, be, I would be remiss if I did not say this. Swim Chant. Um, was heroically published by Evie Shockley um, for MePoorCS.com. She put it out there in the world, so it's your fault. Um, and um, there we go. So again, Alameda Street um, for Deshaun, Eric, Dallas, Jerome, and Lerone. We brown boys play stick games, say nicknames like Big D, Evil E, and Conjure Knievel with jigsaw dirt bikes and sewer curbs for asphalt launch pads. We all sweat to no flight for just a minute. We brown boys, hair all naps, wear ball caps, broken brims, broken rims from hungry slam dunks, pro ball pipe dreams over ice cream man's pop goes the weasel. We all hunt, change from cords, Bermudas and mamas. We brown boys, smack talking, slap boxing, stay bragging and bagging, drinking summer from hoses and water bomb barrages. We throw rocks at garages, making no dents. We all just trying to leave a mark. Eric visits Mr. Butler's. New carport, Thursday, two o'clock. There's Eric Bent like a manicurist at his retired father's classic roadster. Hands that roughed J.C. pigskin before gliding crow-like over clean room beakers, grip dripping rags. The check he won as settlement long since gone. Eric stares at the passenger door like his reflection is a stain. He is unsure whether wrongful termination is a blot or badge. Sheriff's Department jobs demand good credit. Eric's children have eaten the calendar. So when he said, 
please, I can do this, let me try. I want to support my family. And that his face was a wet rag. You know, the officers stared, unsure. Up from the door, hands empty and wet, he takes a towel, dries that shiny white car's dark windshield, empties the wash water in the lawn he just mowed, happy, perhaps, to feed something. I think I have time for one more, a few minutes. Okay, cool. All right, so the last poem I'm going to read is also from um, the first book. It's called Family Room. Um, all you should need for this is that um, if you are ever um, in a home with a, with a sick um, friend or parent or family member and, and people say, why don't you uh, choose the movie we're going to watch tonight, um, don't pick like El Mariachi by Robert Rodriguez, a kind of hyper, ultra-violent, uh, Mexican independent film. It's a bad idea. It doesn't go over well. Um, and the last thing I think I need to say about this is that this takes place in my grandmother's family room when my mother was uh, dying of pancreatic cancer. It's nearly over. The violent film furies in grandmother's family room. The adults thinking of blood. Grandmother Falcon on a stool, perches for mom to call. She'll be at her wrist, minding the morphine drip, comfort struggling in her beak. By now we know, we know, but when. Mom's breathing is unwinding. She is still in the chair, still alive, but soon a china doll in a pink box, silent, to the bullets reports and Spanish retorts from the zenith. Guitars, guns, a single turtle, Mexicans running, English subtitles eat the TV. Pop's eyes fight between the screen and his dying wife. By now we know, we know, but when? Someone dies on screen again, suddenly gripping roses to his shirt, but really, he's been dying since the film began, waiting for his cue to lurch, to stiffen and fall, tripping over something, somehow invisible until now. I explain the death, its artistic merit. When the last words fail, the screen black has its way, consuming light. The TV snows, it's black and white, the room fills. The tape needs rewinding, blood climbing back, home into each chest, guns swallowing back, bullets, whole sentences unright, as words bury themselves in throats and what I know recoils. I would not have stood, I would not have walked between grandmother, pops, where mom breathes, and the tubes somehow invisible until now. I lurch, mom stiffens, pops starts, grandmother swoops, snow falls, my fist balls at her, I mutter, I know, and it snows in the room with what I know. The adults need subtitles, I don't explain, rewind, my fist a new alphabet, some alien's mouth they don't understand, but really, mom's been waiting since the film began. Douglas, she says.
See me, Mom? I'm writing the subtitles. I'm trying to rewind. These words are melting. Nothing comes back. Thank you. That was poet Douglas Kearney reading at the Beinecke Library on October 28, 2008.